Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. All right, welcome back to Make Room for Sports, your home for sports news and information. Uh, with me, I have Dave Dominique. Hey, I've got uh, about 15 ounces of a drink that'll get you buzzed with one sip on my desk. What is this Rewind! Oh. <laughs> it's it's a pretty strong Negroni. Ah, all right. And, uh, ah. Classy. Yeah. Are you Thank fan- you. Are you drinking it out of like a snifter of some of some size? I'm drinking it out of one of those giant Ikea glasses, the 16-ounce uh, ones. You yes. probably have one in your house. Mm. Yeah, I, th- yeah not, I do. I do. <laughs> not, not classy. No. But... <laughs> um, so you're going to drink 15 ounces of Negroni during the course of this podcast? It's an experimental night. Okay. I'm in, I'm in Finland. All right. Well, uh, well and, and of course, uh, we, we have Mikhail Britt uh, calling in from outside a Costco. Inside a Costco. <laughs> All right. That's friendship. Um, <laughs> well, uh, thank you. So did you check the audio outside Costco and decide that inside Costco was better? Well, I'm still uh, in the process of getting a new iPhone. So the guy's been very, very helpful. Some good jokes coming from him. Um, but it's taken a little longer than I expected. <laughs> Why does wait? So, what kind of help that, do you need? Like, don't you just have to say like, "I want the new iPhone," and he gives it to you, and you pay? And you like put it next uh, to your previous iPhone, and it just downloads everything. If only it was that easy. <laughs> if only. Rewind. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, the drops are really coming fast and furious, and and almost at seemingly at random. Um, this episode, and I'm into that. And of course, we've got uh, Mike Lochran uh, in Philadelphia, uh, relaxing uh, on a hot Saturday, I assume. I actually had I had the fixins for Negronis, but then Alex Wazilka came to visit, and we drank all the gin. So now I just have Campari and Vermouth, but I'm having a vodka tonic instead. All right, all right, and and don't you have you have like some. Is is that why you're only available for a little while today? Is because you're showing Alex around Philadelphia? No, that was a couple weeks ago. I have to go help my friend pull some nails out of a house he just bought, um, which is going to take some time. He bought a, a a nice big old house full of nails. We're going to rip them out. <laughs> Actually, one of the most like fun parties I've ever been to was when a couple of my friends here bought a house and they wanted to like renovate their kitchen, so they just like invited some friends over for drinks and then gave us sledgehammers. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's fun. Yeah, I've been a part of these kind of things before. I went over. It was uh, like over a hundred degrees on Thursday in Philadelphia, and uh, we went over. He bought this sort of like whimsically haunted mansion, and uh, and uh, it was so hot, and there was no air conditioning. We were pulling nails out of the floor, and I, d- I drank like three beers over the course of two hours, and then just like fell asleep on a, a pile of dust. Um, and then I was like, "Don't worry, I'll come back in a couple of days." So I have to make up for that because it was like it was too hot to have three beers is what happened yeah that was a poor showing uh you gotta you gotta represent the podcast in situations like that which means you gotta pull you gotta pull the most nails uh and then like thrust them in the face of your host and say this is what sports means to me (laughs) yeah is that a sport well i think the whole Um, idea is that we've changed we've been changed so much by doing this podcast that we make everything a sport anything Um, we do is a sport yeah, my relationships are definitely sports. 
Um, a, like, Drinking this Negroni is definitely a sport. That is absolutely a sport, and you're winning. Trying uh, to well, buy a, question, a new like... iPhone at Costco is a sport. All right. So we're all doing There's a good sports. chance that I'm drinking the biggest Negroni in Finland right now. It's a really good chance. Yeah, there's only like 3,000 people in Finland. It's like got the yeah. pop- population of like the Burbank Ikea at any given time. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm drinking the biggest Negroni of 2017 in Finland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that seems quite... I, I, oh, okay. Finland has 5.5 million people. So Finland... I think they could all... And Costco, and over three million saunas. Whoa. Really, the, yeah. sa- the, sa- the sauna to person ratio is le- is greater than one to two. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that seems. That seems. Are there like? Are there Dave? Are there like places you can pull over on the highway and hop into a sauna? Well, better than that, uh, my okay. neighbor at okay. the last at the last in the last place I was living in Finland in June had a uh, a portable sauna that you can hitch to your like van or car or truck and you can you could bring that sauna anywhere you want so you you pull it up <laughs> over to like a lake and you do a sauna and jump into the lake <laughs> no Something joke about that and seems gross good. like there's an no. element of sauna the sauna life that seems like really gross and full of bacteria yeah. so if you're like pulling it around the country that seems incredibly <laughs> disgusting and dangerous no i don't think bacteria could even survive in there because um, I've been doing saunas up to 100, 120 degrees Celsius. Celsius. What's that, that, that in Fahrenheit? Let's analyze that. Yeah, let's analyze it. Let's analyze it. So to, to convert uh, Celsius to Fahrenheit, you multiply by 1.8. So, uh, I don't know, let's just say 220. And uh, then add 32. So like 250 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, 248. Um, and by the way, while I'm while I'm fact checking every word that comes out of Dave's mouth frantically, um, I just want to say really quickly the three million saunas thing, totally true. Uh, verified, verified. He's not making it up. Um, personally, like when I you know when I get in the sauna, I like to be able to like just toss, like I like to get in like a hot tub that's like really hot and just toss like a packet of ramen in the water with me, and just like watch it cook. <laughs> As I relax. And Wait, speaking of rewinds. No, oh. sorry, go ahead, Simon. No, 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 I was done. Speaking of rewinds, I feel like the reaction to the fact that I've been sitting in rooms that are 250 degrees was a, a little bit tepid. A little let's, muted? Let's rewind that. Yeah, let's, let's get, do that. Let's get a better reaction yeah. to that. I've been sitting in a sauna that's 120 degrees Celsius, which is 248 degrees Fahrenheit. Holy shit. What? That is... Yeah, that's oh. Actually, I mean... inappropriate. I think I told you this, Dave, but when I was in uh, Helsinki for a film festival, they took us to a sauna, and it was like one of the few times, I, the only time I've ever been in a sauna where I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Like I'm, I feel like I, I feel like I'm, I feel like my heart rate like slowed down to like a beat every like two or three minutes, and like I was just really dizzy and like it was just, but it was just too fucking hot. I was like, I can't, I can't, I got it. I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go, guys. And I just like went and like waited outside because like, I, I just couldn't take it. So. So, uh, so are you, are you working? I guess my question is, are are you, have you beaten me at this sport, or is it really just a matter of conditioning, and you've built your way up to 248 degrees Fahrenheit slowly? And um, sub-question, Dave, can you bring, like, musical instruments into the sauna and record inside the sauna? I think they have, like, warp. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I'll start with Simon's question. I'm totally destroying you at this sport. 
Um, <laughs> I have, yeah, I've done like, I've done the sauna like three times. Really looking forward to doing it tomorrow. We we basically do them like every other day. It's really cool because it's on the premises. So, um, like I might actually run the sauna tomorrow, like start it and stuff like that. It's it's wood. It's a wood burning oven in there. Um, to what was Mike's question again? Can you bring an instrument into the oh, into the sauna? Yeah, so the sauna is really beautiful on these premises, and I was thinking that it would be super cool if I could perform inside there, and there is electricity in there. So I was yeah. thinking that maybe one day when no one's using it as a sauna, I will actually like like give a small concert to the people at this residency inside the sauna. Do you That's all amazing. like do you sit like naked on like little paper towels? <laughs> we sit naked on little dish towels, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so your show would be everyone would be nude sitting on dish towels. Oh yeah, no clothes allowed during <laughs> that's that like, show. No, I mean great... I assume that's what you were going for. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, what that wasn't me undermining your idea. That was me uh, finding things that are good about it. That's friendship. Yeah, that's it's why they. A that's great why example they... of like, uh, you would like read about it on some conservative website about like uh, the problem with academia and creative life today. Did you hear about the guy who got the oh, creative yeah. residency so he could go to Finland and play music to naked people and in, in the sauna? I should. I should really stop talking about this because actually, yeah, like this is totally being funded by the by the by the citizens of Virginia. <laughs> um, right. And actually, I'm checking our stats, and we are listened to by every citizen of the state of Virginia. Uh, this I'm podcast, fucking toast. I'm yeah. fucking destroyed. Damn it. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, they'll just um, they'll find some new like program, such as like um, building missiles uh, to give the money to, and I think it's fine. It all worked out. Um, did I yeah. miss a little? Did we find out that Dave's like playing the trombone naked in 250 degrees Fahrenheit? Um, uh, we didn't. Uh, however, guess, okay. Should we rewind? <laughs> <laughs> That's I friendship. I think I think we did it, guys. Um, well, I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I'm I'm curious about a few more sauna things, but I think we can probably move on because um, Simon, that's a I, good drop. That's a good drop too. We did it. That's a drop. We did it. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did. Hey, I wanted to say, I think also deep sea divers, like the um, the guys that dive really far down for pearls, are able to do that and stay underwater for so long in the pressure because they reduce their heart rate, like Simon was saying earlier, to like, you know, a few beats per minute. So if you can do saunas really hot and get your heartbeat to go low, you can also do deep sea diving. Are you thinking of uh, like hibernating bears? <laughs> that that too. Yeah, well, hibernating bears do a lot of deep sea diving, right? Well, I will say, I mean, Mikhail's right. The, like deep sea divers, it's on like an episode of like Human Planet or something. They do like slow their heart rate down. I don't know that sauna training uh, is how they do it. I actually think they just drink a lot. Yeah. Do you guys know anything <laughs> about under underwater welders? The light and, and like that that career. No. They, not a- um. I know that they work like in periods of time where they all it's really hard work and they'll go away for three months and work real hard and then they come back and they'll drink a lot. Um, yeah. You're thinking about teachers, Mikel. It's teachers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. I I feel like any chance we get to like push back against this this narrative that teachers pretty much just go hang out in Finland like naked in a sauna all summer. <laughs> yeah. Like taxpayer money. Yeah. It's like really worthwhile we gotta f- uh, yeah we gotta fight that conservative rumor but i, think I am actually welding... no go ahead mike next summer i'm doing a residency where i'm gonna uh, write poetry <laughs> in a 
deep in a the marinara's trench um with a welding then, torch with a welding torch i'm gonna write i'm gonna like weld poetry onto a uh, coral reef and then <laughs> and and then the money's gonna roll in yeah after you kill the last coral reef in the world with with like you know with a somewhat no, ironic couplet i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it better like christo that's going to become more than it was before. I, all right. I like that. Uh, so, uh, did you... Did, hey, Dave, before did you, we... Oh, oh, sorry. No, what were you going to wow. say? Wow. What are you going to say, Mikael? I didn't know if you were about to start the actual episode and, and the um, the outline, but I wanted to ask you a question about curling quickly before we started. Okay, that's a sport. You can. That's allowed. Make room for sports. Because that, that's what you went and did once, you said, right? Yeah, I did. I went. I did curling. So when they're when they're brushing really fast in front of the puck or whatever you call that. Yeah. What are they doing? Are they warming the ice or are they clearing? Are they cleaning it? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, they're not cleaning it, but what they're doing is they're essentially uh, so curling as as we've discussed is a very high level sport because I played it once, and like <laughs> basically. <laughs> They're smoothing out the ice, which makes the, I don't know, whatever, the puck or whatever, like, go faster. Um, oh, I see. So when you brush in front of it, but you're also somewhat able to control uh, its direction. like Because you want it to get into, like, the target? Yeah, you're basically sweeping ice dust in a way that either slows it down, uh... speeds it up, or in some ways, I think if you're very good at it, you can somewhat shift the way it goes by, say, like, you know, if you sweep uh, like some ice dust to the right side uh, of it, it'll go, it'll angle to the to the right, I guess, kind of. And how much does the sweeping actually affect where the puck thing goes? Uh, like... qu- quite a lot. Um, well, okay. I mean, it depends. I mean, the, obviously, the most important thing is kind of the throw, but like, but no one can get that exactly right. So it is like the only way to kind of adjust, uh, you know, the speed after the person lets go of it. It does seem like that'd be the sport that would be the biggest candidate to be automatized and replaced by AI technology, because like, what do you? You don't really need the people for curling. Um, um. Well, I mean, you could say that I guess about any sport, right? Though, um, like you know, if once we once we get down to it, I mean, you're suggesting you're suggesting that it's just like the little like iron thing and a broom, like a like a Roomba. Yeah, like I could write a computer program that would just. <laughs> Hit it! Hit the the goal. What are you trying to get the puck onto? Like, yeah. it, it's a lot like shuffleboard. You know, like, like yeah, yeah. If yeah. you if you play like table shuffleboard, yeah. it's kind of similar to that. Um, which it I, seems to get like, like the fewest have... the fewest variables. So it would be the easiest to get a machine to do it. I feel like you should write a computer program that uh, forces Brit to allow uh, transitions on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be done. Well, it's, no. that's friendship. Done. That's friendship, guys. Right? Oh, that is. That's friendship. Uh, I don't know. Um, I have an announcement about curling. Okay. I uh, I walked, so I'm 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 about uh, forty miles um, west of a city called Tampere. It's like I think the second or third largest city in Finland. And I walked past a place in Tampere that uh, it had an awning that said um, "Pizza, Beer, Curling." Okay. <laughs> did you? Did wow. you did That's where, you... Is that where the jocks hang out? I don't know. It like it was weird. It was like remember when you're a kid and you walk past like the billiards hall and, and the windows are all like super tinted and it seems like kind of secretive and there's like a like someone at the door like checking IDs. So I didn't I didn't right, try to go in. Right. 
Uh, it's like locals only. Another like another tale of Dave being intimidated by Finnish sports, or more <laughs> accurately, like Finnish sports venues, um, which is kind of Indeed. a weekly weekly theme. Is you you like see an interesting Finnish sports place, and then you continue walking. I actually won at a Finnish sport uh, this past week. All right, a uniquely Finnish sport. Yeah. What uh what let's let's hear this tale. I mean, this is what the listeners need to know: is we learn about sports. Sometimes we play them. Yeah. Um, if you hear something weird happening in my background, it is our our nemesis, our our tiny Danish nemesis. Um, um, Mikhail is literally in a Costco, so just like don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, but he's like he's like literally like singing in like Mariah Carey range. Like I'm not sure what's going on on the other side of this wall. Is but, it um, is he singing T Swift again, or is he singing something else? I can't tell. It's it's loud. It's high, and there, it involves like a lot of melisma. Like it's it's pretty weird. Okay, can everyone? Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, wait. I have a question. What's melisma? Oh, melisma is when like a singer stays on a single vowel, but across many notes. Like think of Mariah Carey singing, and it's like ooh, 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 ooh. like Great. you know, like yeah. I get it. Um, so um, wait, can you? Can we all be really quiet? And you can put the microphone up against the wall. I was going to ask that too, actually. Yeah. Can, wait, let's see. Hold on. Okay, so Mikhail, you're going to have to mute. Yeah. I was on mute. Okay, we'll do it again. <laughs> so, I was on mute the whole time. I, I know, yes. but yeah, you're not now, though. Okay. okay, I'll do it. Okay. Can you hear that? No. But, okay. uh, it's but quite it, too soft for you guys to hear. It's which go- is good. Yeah, that is um, good. All right. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, so the sport, I thought the sport was called Finska, but. It turns out um, that the word Finska just means like the Finnish language or is like another word for the Finnish language or Finland in Finland. And when when the sport is like sold uh, commercially like overseas, it's called Finska. But what they call it here is Milke, um, which is spelled M-O-umlaut-L-K-K-Y. Um, so when you were jumping up and down shouting, I'm the champion of Finska, that was problematic. Super problematic. When you were like bow down before me, you're champion and leader of Finska. (laughs) (laughs) But only because you were getting the name wrong. Is there a drop called uh, Dave pronounces things? I've been waiting for that one. Yeah, I really want that. The way the way he said Milka, that was pretty nice. Thank you. Should we rewind that? Yes. (laughs) Dave pronounces things. Milka. Um, okay, wait. So, what is the sport? So, uh, it's basically throwing logs at logs. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have, like, a log in your hand, and you toss it towards a bunch of other logs, and you try to knock down the logs. So, it's kind of a lot like bowling, except with, like, a cylinder. And, um, uh, but it's really cool. It's actually different, because there are 12 of the logs that you're throwing towards, and they're numbered. And uh, if you hit just one of those logs, you get points for the number that's on that log. But if you hit anything more than one, you the number of points you get is the number of logs that you knock down. Mm. So the... if you hit like the number 12 log, you get 12 points. But if you hit like the 12 and the 11 log, you only get two points because you knock down two logs. Are the logs in a cluster? They start out in a really tight cluster. And the way that it works is each time they're knocked down, you just pick up the log and place it exactly where it was knocked down, so they spread out more and more as the game goes on. How do you choose which... Oh, and each log has, like, a clear bottom and top? <laughs> Sorry. 
That's yeah, right. because the the top is kind of is kind of shaved off, um, and so it the the top is it's hard to explain, but the top is diagonal and mm-hmm. has like a large number on it, and that's how you know which one to go for. Um, so yeah, and the way you choose is because obviously at first you're just going for the highest ones, but you don't want to hit like the twelve if it's right next to another one because you'll only end up getting two points. But the catch is that you have to hit fifty. You have to get fifty points exactly. And if you go over fifty, you're back to twenty-five. Oh no! Yeah, I played. I've played a similar game like that with just like a pile of garbage. <laughs> uh, did you? Did anyone else play with you? <laughs> no. Really good it was question. Just, really it was good. just like me throwing like a, like a little bit of garbage at a big pile of garbage. It was just and you kind of like raging in an alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then if like the um, if the bag of like. Uh, corn chips knocks over the empty bottle of coffee grinds. You have to go back to um, zero. Um, Sounds super fun. We should we should play when I'm in LA. In yeah, totally. Well, right. now we're gonna play nighttime frisbee, racquetball, and American finska. I and play. also eat uh, eat frozen yogurt until you feel <laughs> ashamed of yourself. Yeah, yes, that's pretty quick. That's. A good, that's... <laughs> For me. Uh, like I'm pretty, I pretty much like go into a f- frozen yogurt place already ashamed. So <laughs> that's like, I think I'm gonna win that one. Like I'm ashamed, kind of just thinking about it. So, um, so I'm Maybe kind of, kind have, of the champ, reigning champ. You have to eat frozen yogurt until you're not ashamed of yourself. Until you just to learn to yeah, accept that's... yourself. Oh. Is that like oh, a good. handicap? It's like a handicap in golf. <laughs> yeah. Until Simon's, I... a, Simon's like a. Four cup. He's a four cup handicap. <laughs> so I eat frozen yogurt until I'm aware and unashamed of my own body. And, and then that actually could be really good. You can be in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I a start. one spoon, one spoon handicap. I uh, I start out feeling like an asshole, and as, as soon as I start eating it, I'm like just in bliss. <laughs> um. Wait. I want to know how far you have to throw the log and how heavy the log is, and then let's move on to some American sports. Oh, the log, how heavy is it? Shit. I wish I were better with weights. Um, I'm guessing the log is about what is it, like two a, pounds. Two pounds, okay. That's not too heavy. It's it, Yeah, it's it's definitely heavier than a baseball. Okay. Um, but it's not as heavy as a five-pound weight. <laughs> like and, it, it, you're like, it's not as heavy as a hummingbird, but it's like it's less heavy than a TV set. <laughs> and we're like, All right, okay, so between a five-pound weight and a baseball, okay, that's that's actually fairly evocative. Maybe a little less, eight yards. Okay, eight eight yards, something like that. That's pretty far. Come in. Well, I actually, oh. I just want to hear Mikel shopping in Costco. I think, that's Dave, what I'm here I think for. Dave's getting yelled at by his neighbor. Say it again. Oh. Everyone, be quiet. Oh. It's just that I'm recording a podcast right now. Um, oh, it'll just boy. be like another like thirty minutes. Is that okay? This is fucking good stuff. Okay. Here. Oh, is it the tiny? It's the tiny nemesis. Yeah, I think. it's just that yeah, the Wi-Fi is really shitty downstairs. It definitely is. Um. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, man. Next time. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, Dave won that sport. <laughs> All right, so Dave, you have to whisper again. No, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna carry on as as, as we were. <laughs> was it the, it was the tiny nemesis? Yeah, it was. I didn't like the way I sounded last week with that whispering voice. I know you guys liked it, but uh, it probably made it like play it, 
hard to mix the episode. Yeah, I'm not going to play that game this time. Well, let, let me say this. Let me say this. If you whisper, well, I'll whisper. Okay. I mean, but that's we'll only if you want gets... to whisper. Yeah, yeah. See yeah, how we yeah. will. We will all whisper. Okay, let's I not. Really don't. That, that was really I don't want to do that. That was upsetting. Yeah, yeah okay. That's really. <laughs> Mikhail really made Did it. I... That was problematic. Mm, sounds problematic. Yeah, you creeped us out <laughs> instantly. Dave, Dave's melodious like whispering last week soothed me, uh, but what you just did made me feel extremely violated. Yeah. No, guys, come on, come on. Oh, no, stop. Quit. Oh, Quit God. it. Oh, God, the listeners are like, the listeners are like puking in their cars right now. It's um, so sleazy. It's, a dis- it's disgusting the way you do that. All right. Anyway, it's so like predatory. I know. It, it sounds super desperate. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see yeah, you and like, like I picture you like in a Costco, like just near like a, I don't know, like a kid's, like in a, like the toy aisle. Like, I, it's funny because I, I am, I'm near the kids. There's like a kids picnic table. <laughs> and you're whispering like that into your phone. Oh, you should be yeah. a, like, I don't say it's this gross. often. I don't say this often, Mikhail, but you should be in prison. <laughs> all right, anyway, let's. All I right. Just wanna, I just want to. I just want to recap that that my my justification for for why I'm like fucking up this guy's like like ability to work peacefully right now was oh sorry I'm just recording a podcast. <laughs> Well, you are. Well, like I mean, you uh, can't really. There's no way he could respond to that. You know, <laughs> like what you can say like, "Well, stop, stop recording a podcast." No, that's true. Yeah, exactly. And how you is the how's the podcast? It's actually illegal to ask someone to stop recording a podcast. Yeah, in and, Finland, it actually is. Yeah. Yeah, all across the EU, actually. And that's your work. <laughs> like podcasting is your work. Exactly. Um, it, I mean, or at least it's like a fragment of your work. All right, we got to dig in heart. this. We got to dig in this outline, guys, because a. Dave is about to be challenged to a, a Finska match by his roommate um, <laughs> to, to settle their honor dispute. And then also, uh, there is some stuff in here I want to talk about. So the first thing uh, this week is the ESPY Awards happened. Um, did anyone... I, I, I am already going to take a, take a perspective on this. I don't care about the ESPY Awards. Uh, I did not watch them. But I did know they were on because uh deadline posts norm mcdonald's 1998 monologue every day every year uh when they happen which is a really wonderful monologue where he um just insulted everyone and insulted espn um <laughs> it, it was like the sixth year of the sb awards so anyway so i watched that and i was like this is good as hell and then i was like oh it's from 1998 not now okay so- yeah i um i just think it's really strange um the reason I wanted to talk about it, and I was just trying to think of an, al- an analogy, because the the reward, so like the re- you know the reward in 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 sports or or music, I guess, or like like identifying like who's at the top of the heap in in entertainment fields is like you know more subjective, but in sports it's like self evident. Like obviously, yeah, the 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 best team of the year is whoever won. It's and so I think the best analogy I come up with would be like if like I don't know if uh, Goldman Sachs was like, we're going to give the the award for our uh, our employee of the year, and they just give it to the CEO. <laughs> like, it's or, like he's already rewarded with his title and like the highest salary. Well, it's almost like if Hollywood, like instead of the Oscars, did like the box office awards, where like right, right. they awarded like the movies that made the most money, and you're like, yeah, but we know they made the most money. Because um, you're right, it's it's like they the ESPY awards are given to the best athletes who tend to be athletes who won championships, right? Right, pretty much. Like, for example, um, well, actually, what's interesting is, so, and I could also provide a rebuttal, <laughs> and this is kind of strange, because I'm, I'm looking at a list of the winners right now, which I, I, I maybe I should have done before I, I had my hot take, <laughs> um, but they did give, um, 
So they gave best NBA player to LeBron James, um, which yeah. is kind of cool because LeBron James did not get the MVP last year in the NBA. Steph Curry did, but LeBron James did win the championship. Um, but then uh, in 2016, I mean, yeah. and then what's but what's cool is they gave best male athlete like overall to Russell Westbrook, which is, uh, which is hmm. cool. And, and also strange, because how could LeBron James be the best NBA player if the best male athlete is Russell Westbrook? Um, it sounds like Mikal... Uh-oh. You made a run for it. Are you outside? Yeah, I am. You can tell? Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of hints. Um, well, so Dave, are you going to suggest, and, and if so, I'll back you on this, and we can create a petition um, and, and really get this done. Are we suggesting that the SB Awards should be awarded to athletes who did not win a championship. Oh. Because I think that would be amazing. That's a really good idea. If, if the SBs were like for athletes who for whatever reason they perceived as like underrated, um, it would actually give it a lot of interesting meaning. Um, well, they I actually think. did give um, best NFL player to, to, to your favorite player, Simon. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um, Isaiah Thomas? No, NFL uh, football. The sad guy? Um, the old man. Aaron Rodgers. quarterback. Yes, yeah, they gave best Kel- NFL Kelsey. player to Aaron Rodgers, and he didn't. He didn't oh. win a championship. Yeah, because but it's like, was it a lifetime achievement award? <laughs> like, because is he retired? Like, no, no, he's active. Okay, yeah. that's well. I mean, he's not. I mean, he's active in like air quotes, and it's like, it's like he's doing. He's hanging in there. He's um, good for his age. Do you guys want to know like who who else got some of the main awards? Uh, yeah, let's break this news right now. Uh, Candace Parker got best WNBA player. Okay. Let's analyze that. Let's analyze it. All right. Okay. You mean you mean that particular award? Do you mean you guys analyze that? Do you mean yeah? Did you have something to say? No, I, wait, I meant wait. let's analyze the. Uh, I mean, whoa. <laughs> the real question should be: Did Mikhail know what he meant when he said that? Did Mikhail just? I think get... Mikhail just got. Simon, you go. Yours will be funnier. No, no. I think he just got like hit by either a skateboarder or a semi truck. Was what I was trying to. Oh, decide. I thought I thought Macal maybe got like sucked into a garbage disposal. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> slipped on like a like a roller skate and fell down a flight of stairs, and and <laughs> is currently upside down in a trash can. Dave's, I think was. Oh wait, Simon's was funnier. Dave's trash disposal was funnier, but then Simon upped it. Yeah, uh, Simon wins. So that was what Simon, you wanted... Simon met the challenge. Well, the amazing thing is, I'm pretty sure that's not what you wanted us to analyze, but we did just analyze it. <laughs> All right, so uh, so let's Dave. Can you list some more winners that our li- listeners yes. are informed? Happily, uh, best international athlete, uh, Mike Love. Do you want to guess? International athlete? Yeah. Mm. No, He's I don't want Jamaica. Guess. He's from Jamaica. Okay. Jose it, uh, Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. Yeah. Ah. Um, which is a cool pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got best jockey, something that we haven't talked much about. Um, yeah. John R. Uh, Velasquez. Then we've got um, best male college athlete, Deshaun Watson. I don't know anything about that. Oh, here's a cool one: award for perseverance. Wait, do we know? Do we know anything about Deshaun Watson? Like, if he plays basketball, or football, track, anything? Why has got to be basketball, football, or track? Or billiards. Oh, Sounds problematic. One, two, baseball, or like no, that's, um, it's... the thing in the pool where they Finska. throw a ball around. Wait, what's his Finska, name? Where Finska. they the thing where they drop their testicles on the ice and whatever it is. Oh, that's floorball, yeah. 
Um, Deshaun Watson. No, I don't know what sport he plays. Um, Nothing. Golf. A a cool one was um, Award for Perseverance. Do you guys know anything about this Jarius Robertson? No. He's this this kid. I thought he was like six years old because he's got – He's got like a liver cancer thing or some kind of disease that makes him look like a lot younger and smaller than than his age. Um, he's actually 15. He's super hilarious. I'm gonna I'm gonna splice in. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a drop of him saying something ridiculous. Let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. What's Boy, you look like a million man? dollars. And I, I like the million dollar man. You can't just buy me. Oh, all right. I like the shoes. Nice you know. touch. You see, we both got the same taste. Nah, you, you, but mine's better. I'm better looking too. Oh, no I, argument here. I'm not going to disagree. You're not, you're not feeling the suit? No, you look like a grape, bro. <laughs> Big old grape. Dog. Let's hear. Jimmy V award winner here. Yeah. Yes. That's right. I think I might have to take his job. He's this really funny, charismatic kid that's sort of been all over ESPN lately. So they gave him something that's cool. Oh, wow. Um, Simone Biles got best U.S. female Olympian, and I think she also got best female athlete. Yeah, she got best female athlete, the uh, gymnast. She was a gymnast. Um, yeah, right. Okay. Which brings us to probably the highlight of the night, which was oh. Peyton Manning had an amazing uh, monologue at this. Did any of you guys see some excerpts of that? No. I no. watched the clip that you uh, you emailed a, a good clip around. Yeah. Do you remember? Cause I'm not good at telling. I don't remember it. It was a joke about Kevin Durant joining the gymnastics team. Yeah. He <laughs> he was he was saying. Uh, he was talking about how amazing the uh, the the U.S. female um, gymnastics team was, and said that Kevin Kevin Durant is inquiring about whether he can join the team. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then it it cut to him, and he like made a really mean mug. But I, I, it's never clear to me on those award shows if they're like if they're playing that up for the camera, like if he was acting mad or if he actually was mad. Yeah, they said he was in on it later on. They said that okay. he knew the joke was coming, and he thought it was funny. Yeah. Do you remember when Peyton Manning hosted Saturday Night Live? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think. Good? I don't think. No, I don't. I don't think he was that funny. I, um. Yeah. But this is not his first foray into comedy. Not his first rodeo. It, I. I would say yeah. Uh, like Peyton Manning was like Obama esque in terms of like like crossover celebrities like like dropping like some re- some really good comedy just knowing how to deliver a punchline. He was he was really good. You guys should watch it. Speaking of athletes doing uh, stand-up comedy, has anyone been watching the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather uh, press tour? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is—it's a real minefield at this point. Okay, <laughs> then, I don't even know how we could talk about it without dinging ourselves the whole time. Then let me simply add that Deshaun Watson was quarterback for the Texans, uh, Heisman oh. Trophy, uh, Heisman Trophy finalist, but not winner. Uh, um, but what college team? Because the Texans is a is a NFL. What do you team? mean? Texas? No, it says Texans. Well, he probably got drafted by the Texans. Um, let's uh, see. I okay. Don't know. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going, going all to right. Simon's. I'm going Simon's back into my research corner. corner. I'm returning to my research okay. corner. <laughs> <laughs> should rewind it. Rewind it. I'm extremely uh, reluctant to re-enter my research corner. Clemson. Clemson. Yes, yes Clemson. It's true. Uh, and actually, that's when Norm Macdonald ended his SB monologue with something really. He's like, he's like talking to one of the Heisman Award winners. And he's like, no one can ever take that away from you, unless you murder your wife and a waiter. Anyway, good night. Oh, and it's like a really good zinger. Um, so, Whoa, yeah, it's really well well done. It's brutal. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, 
it's 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 you know it's it's comedy is uh, about brutality as in Dave's favorite subject the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather press tour. Uh, yeah, let's get back to that. Uh, no, we should probably not talk about it because I think it's problematic. <laughs> Wait, I don't. Why is it? Why is it so problematic? No, I, I mean it, it's so. It, I I it's very. It's clearly they're doing their best to make this kind of weird um, spectacle match. Um, wow. Well, all right. Um, <laughs> they're doing their best to make this spectacle match kind of... Um, okay, I just want to say at home to the listeners, uh, we are not adding these shifts and ambiance for your listening enjoyment. <laughs> we are, they are, they're happening live, uh, is what you probably cannot believe. Um, so, so anyway, uh, I don't know. Yeah, the funny thing, the irony is that it's likely that Britt is not even listening. He's just like letting us listen to his environment. I am listening, guys. I'm listening. <laughs> Wow! All right, you sound really good right now. I'm putting, I'm putting it on mute. It's, but yeah, we can't talk about Mayweather and uh, McGregor because their faces are too close together all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> wait, why does that prohibit us from talking about them? It's true. I'm not going to say anything more about it because I don't want to get dinged. No, dude, what are you talking about? Why, why does their faces being close together? We promise, we promise we won't ding you if yeah. you just answer it honestly and openly in a spirit of um, civility. Yeah. I'll no, I'm not, I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Mike, I, you I have my say, word. I, I'm editing this episode. I will not ding you. I want to hear your thoughts on this. It looks like they're kissing. It's true. It's true. That's, why, can't we, that's, why can't we talk about that? I think we could talk about other aspects or we can talk we about can, that. Yeah, I guess. No, it's okay that they're kissing. It's good that they're kissing. Yeah, I think what you're actually referring to. Wait, I think what you're referring to is a. Uh, I I sent you an Instagram post by Eric Andre that he photoshopped to make it look like they were kissing. Oh, I thought they really brought their faces that close. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. 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 No, wait. No, that's bad. Yeah, now that well, now no, it's problematic. <laughs> Sounds problematic. One. Really close. I mean, two, I, <laughs> I know three. they brought their faces close, but. Eric Andre made them bring their faces really close. <laughs> yeah, no, Eric Andre made it look like they're literally making out. <laughs> well, I guess the I guess the reason that this is a political minefield that our podcast, uh, you know, must s- briefly skirt around and then fling itself directly at, um, as is our <laughs> nature, um, is that you know Conor McGregor has been you know r- soundly and and very uh, at times hilariously mocking Floyd Mayweather. But uh, some of his statements, such as loudly shouting that Floyd Mayweather can't read, have been construed Uh-oh. as potentially problematic, uh, racist, possibly coming yeah, from a yeah. white guy directed towards a black guy. Um, For sure. And so currently, Conor Mayweather is kind of having to defend himself. I think he's used to trash talking. I mean, I, I, it's hard to say exactly what he's going for. You know, to me, it just seems like he's like has kind of a grab bag of, of insults. But it's also very hard to tell how much of it is absolutely staged theater, um, which well, I have yeah, to assume I, I have to assume quite a lot. Yeah, I have multiple um, minds about this. Like for one, there's there's no question in my mind that that uh, that if I, I missed that part, but there's no question in my mind that Conor McGregor um, saying that. Floyd Mayweather can't read is is, is racist. Well, no, no, what it was, he was making fun of how Floyd Mayweather dresses, basically shouting, like, you're 40 years old um, and you look like a toddler, um, which is actually quite funny, uh, I personally think. Um, making, is, fun of, yeah. making fun of people's clothing, A-OK, on this podcast. But what it was is that Floyd Mayweather had worn a backpack 
um, to the press thing, and like he, Conor McGregor was making fun of his backpack, and he's like, "What have you got in there? Like books? Like you you don't even read? You can't even read? Like basically?" And it was like probably so it wasn't totally just like accusing his opponent of being illiterate. <laughs> um, however, uh, it was one of those things where like as I was watching, I was like, "Oh, I don't." know quite what he's getting like what <laughs> i think he like was going for a funny backpack joke and as often happens on this podcast um you know it's kind of a foul ball is what i call it when i'm going for a funny joke and inadvertently say something uh, profoundly and deeply racist and troubling um i feel like you've had not that many problematic things it's been a little in, yeah it's count well, you know, as I said on the first episode, you know, this this show is about us getting better. It's about us doing doing self crit and and learning and becoming better. Um, but I, I want to say that like, there's no question about it that 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 that's a racial joke. But at the same time, yeah. it's really the the fact that that joke has salience and would be funny, um, not just to like the ten thousand people that were like there watching this press conference, but the millions of people who watched it is really more of, of just a comment and an indictment of 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 the wider culture and society than it is of Conor McGregor. I mean, he he's probably like, I don't know anything about Conor McGregor, like if he's racist or not racist or whatever, or explicitly racist or whatever. But I mean, he's probably just like sublimating um, something that's in the cultural fiber and in the global fiber about black people, and. Uh, and that's and that's the the, the, the the part that really that really troubles me and, and really sort of like hurts is that a joke like that like automatically is a, is a punchline and and most people would would not think at all about the racial implications of, of that joke or, or why he would say that and probably Floyd Mayweather would not say that to him wouldn't make I think that you're joke so right. it wouldn't, even, it wouldn't occur yeah. to Floyd Mayweather to make that joke about Conor McGregor I think you're so right I think that's a very eloquent like um analysis of it. I think it's also the super offensive part of it is that the defense of that kind of joke is always just I'm only joking. And like uh, right, yeah. the, the defense is only like I didn't mean anything by it and you're like reading too much into it. Um, right. So yeah. Well while I of course kind of agree with everything you both just said, um, in the context of the kind of roast battle that they're doing, my impression was that Conor McGregor was going for a kind of ongoing riff about how Floyd Mayweather was too old and kind of a punch-drunk boxer, which doesn't necessarily right. make the joke better. Um, but I think that, I think he was just going for like, you're, you're an old boxer. You're, you're, you know, you're not smart anymore because you've been hit in the head too many times. And I think um, that alone <laughs> is probably material that, uh, that, you know, he should have uh, workshopped a little bit, but I, I, you know, I'm not sure. I, I think you're. I think there's a lot of truth to what you say, um, but I also wonder if um, he may have stumbled into it. I don't know. It's tough. To, it's actually yeah. pretty tough to defend because I. Did, if we stand, if we stand for anything on this podcast, it's our deep belief that all idiot boxers should workshop their jokes before press conferences. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's tricky. It's a. It, yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I. I don't disagree. Honestly, I. I was kind of pointlessly doing a like. Like maybe he meant something nice because you know I just want us all to be happy. No, the, the, I mean that's friendship. The real truth, the real truth of it all is <laughs> that's friendship. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, that both of these dudes care about is the purse. Yeah. And all that's what all of this is about. Yeah. And actually, 
like even if Conor McGregor said something overtly racist, like use the N-word or, or like really went for it, I have a feeling that would only help the sales of this thing and only increase the sure. purse because then just, you know, more people of color would want to tune in to see, you know, Conor McGregor get his ass beaten up. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's um, it's kind of a no lose situation uh, for them. Like the more offensive they can get, like the better for their their bank accounts. Well, that's kind of what I I, I ultimately was going to ask is is you know, I mean, it's so weird to think about in our modern era of clickbait and like omnipresent internet outrage on both sides of, or I guess I should say all sides of the political spectrum. Because um, at this point, it's shaped precisely like a pentagram for reasons I can't quite fathom because I'm not a political scientist. But um, <laughs> but I but like, you know, it, it's weird to think about in our, this era that like the best thing you can do to drum up clicks and, and get people's attention is say something ambiguously racist um, that then gets endlessly debated on, you know, Deadspin and ESPN.com, which is what's happening right now. And to me, it's it's it's. Um, yeah, to me, I just have to wonder how much of this is just completely staged, and if if so, it's like it feels like we're entering worse times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I, it's also not new, you know. The, yeah. One of the most pervasive forms of entertainment, obviously, in America in the 19th century, was minstrelsy and um, you know other types of entertainment um, that 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 have uh, that that are raced are are often. Um, the most popular, popular types of entertainment today. So it's it's really nothing well, new. Well, it's it, it's interesting. Like, what is that? There's that we talked about this. There's that boxing movie, like The Great White Hope or whatever. Um, it, which I mean, that's the weird thing about this Mayweather McGregor battle is that it's seems heavily laden in weird political subtext in a way that like makes it kind of impossible to root for anyone. Uh, however, uh, I am really excited for it. So uh, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. At the same time, I, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm yeah. really excited. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's the that's like precisely the modern condition, right? That like there's this thing that you sort of dread and hate and are like terrified of, but also you can't wait for it to happen. Well, and you're just totally. like like disgusted with yourself because that's exactly. that's ultimately yeah. how I feel after watching you know Conor McGregor mock Floyd Mayweather for ten minutes and chuckling at a few of his zingers and and then kind of frowning with with like you know, shame at a couple others is I just feel like I just had like, I'd say a half pint of frozen yogurt. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like grossed out and like, like, but I, I kind of like, I kind of don't regret how I just spent like the last 10 minutes, but I'm also like feel grossed out. And my stomach kind of hurts. Yeah. Dude, yeah. half pint is nothing, man. As, as Brit can attest. <laughs> I mean, I've often, what's that stupid place? Um, they have one in like South Pasadena. Ah uh, shit! Is Brit even here? Milk. No. Uh, there's like the, no. one of the LA chains. There's like Jenny's. There's um scoops. No, um, it's um. If Brit ever comes back, he'll he'll know. Isn't there one called like Pink something? Yeah, there's Pinks. There's well, anyway. <laughs> I think I think we I know what you're talking about like the most famous one. No, it's not the super bougie one. That one's kind of expensive. But there's this other one that you can go to, and it's like self serve, and. Uh, and you know they they kind of they kind of heap on the shame by weighing your yogurt. That's like that's how they figure out how much you have to you have to pay, like how much sh- how much shame you've incurred. Yeah. Do they yeah. weigh you like before and after you? Eat it, and then <laughs> they, they charge, charge you, you on the distance. You, you have to weigh out like at the dump. They're like, you you consumed four four and a half pounds of frozen yogurt. <laughs> that's how they charge you on the way out. They weigh you again. Yeah. Oh it's like, God. sir, uh, no using the bathroom until you've had your way out. <laughs> 
I just I just need to puke so bad that yeah yeah we get that a lot. Um, wow. No, like you can puke, but then they have to like put the puke on the scale with you because uh-huh. it counts. That's why it's, these frozen yogurt uh-huh. places are hurting. That's why the business is hurting is because it's honestly not that like not that appetizing after a certain. Oh, point. it's Menchies. It's called Menchies. Menchies. That's yeah, fucking that's... annoying to me. Yeah, that's that's where that's where Britt and I go when I, when I'm in LA. This this place right on uh, Mission Street there in South Pasadena. It's really embarrassing. We'll edit that part out. Uh, by the way, we've lost Mikhail completely. He's gone. No, he's definitely not on the line. It sounds that way, yeah. Well, I think he probably, like, I mean, he was talking on his phone while buying a new phone. Right. <laughs> not optimal I'll, conditions for recording a podcast. Yeah. I'll pour out, I'll pour out a little bit a little <laughs> bit of this 16-ounce uh, Negroni for Mikhail. It'll just, like, kill your, kill your plant. Um, what was I? Oh, yeah, yeah, the plant, right. like, immediately shrivels up. I'm pretty uh, drunk. So I had, a, I had a weigh-in, a uh, friend of the show, my stepmom. Uh, Tammy uh, Tammy Ostrander uh, texted me to say tennis and grunting. Monica Seles was one of the first women to grunt a lot. It was not received yes. positively, and yes, the media yeah. the media installed a gruntometer when she played. <laughs> Her grunting was quite natural and just kind of emerged due to effort. Monica Seles was later stabbed by a fan of Steffi Graf. She did yes. recover, but was never the same. And grunting no. died off until Maria Sharapova strategically shrieked to throw off her opponents by blocking the noise the ball made when she hit it. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. She, she won Wimbledon at a young age, and now shrieking has been institutionalized by younger players. Annoying as hell. I, I take that's that's an editorial from my stepmom. The wonderful Williams sisters don't plan their shrieks. Don't need to. Maria's left the game uh, due to banned substance violations. She may be asking, though. Hotly debated. So that, that's a tennis. <laughs> that is a really, like, wonderfully thorough history. Like, cultural yeah. history of grunting. Yeah, it's like four times. Wow. I, 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 had, I had such a crush on her as a kid. Um, she was so cool, and I remember when she and Steffi Graf were—they shared the number one, uh, the number one ranking in women's tennis for for a little while, and I think that's right about when she got stabbed. Um, St- stabbed by a Steffi Graf fan. Yeah, I yeah. I live in fear that one of us is going to be stabbed by a Malcolm Gladwell fan. <laughs> oh God! Can I can I tell my story really quick? Yeah, let's hear it, buddy. Yeah. So um, on yeah, this is what day is today? Uh, today's Saturday. Yeah. So. Today Saturday. So yesterday was Friday. That means so but Friday. It's, it's true. I drove MJ to the doctor's office in the morning. Uh, regular appointment, nothing serious. So we pull up, and I say like we're in downtown Philly, and I say I'm gonna wait uh, in the car because you're just gonna run and run out. So I pull into a I parallel park on the street, and I put the car on accessory, but I forget to turn my headlights off. And then I put on the new Malcolm Gladwell episode to listen to it. I have this like great half hour. When she gets out of the doctor's office, my battery's dead. And so I call, I couldn't, I was parallel parked, so I couldn't charge my battery because like you can't really get another car there. So I call AAA, a guy comes and he goes to jump it, but he crossed the wires and like blew up my whole electrical system in my car. Oh wow, amazing. And so actually just like 20 minutes ago, I didn't mention it, but AAA called because they have my car now. And uh, I just took the call and put my mic on mute. And they said it's going to be like they have to like go to my dealership to get a new whole like electrical system for my car. <laughs> uh, wow. And so I won't have a car until next week. So don't listen to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. Yeah, I, I mean I've been I've been leaning in that direction for like months, maybe even years. And now this is like this is the final straw. So you're this guy. you're saying, Mike, that you uh, just hit the tipping point. I hit the tipping point. Yes. <laughs> Thank yes. Thanks. Thanks. Well, yeah. that's that's the impression I, I got.
make room for sports. So, uh, so what just happened? So I teed you up so well for that Malcolm Gladwell tipping point joke that it crashed Skype. I think. No, what happened is that's Mac- amazing. What happened is Macal called me on the oh. other line, and it and it disconnected our existing call. Is what happened. Oh, is Macal on the line now? That's, for some reason, that's Skype's fault then. Uh, well, yes, it's true. Uh, it is Skype's fault. For some reason, normally it would give you the option of hanging up and accepting the new call, but for some reason Skype just hung up my existing call and switched over to Mikhail's call. So, Mikhail's I'm back. in the doghouse. <laughs> Mikhail's uh, back, but he is uh, in the doghouse. Uh, so, <laughs> he is on probation. Um, a, I've gone in a, I've a, gone in a super... What? Oh, what's happening? Drop called what? Hmm? Uh, Mikhail's in the doghouse. Okay, I think we could do that. Um, uh, I've gone in a super troubling direction because I googled Maria Sharapova, and then I guess I clicked on the wrong image, and then there's like this whole Google image search sort of... um, She wears bikinis uh, a lot. Yeah, there's a warp zone of Google image where you can just, you can look for like days at pictures of Maria Sharapova on the beach, so sorry about that. No, no, that's her Instagram. I mean, I think she's what, she's like a 30-year-old you know, beautiful Russian athlete. I think, I think that's, uh, I don't think they're like creeper pics. I think she posts pics of herself in a bikini pretty often. Okay. Um, so in, in other words, better. yeah, in other words, you've just empowered. Yeah. You've empowered her right then yeah. by, by, by oh, looking yeah. at those photos. It's yeah. Totally some women are actually be- only, only comfortable in bikinis. So it's like, yeah, that's, it's okay. That's actually a uh, 15th wave feminism. Um, yes. Yeah, make ro- but we're make on- room for feminism. Yeah. Guys, super problematic. I got a girl sitting next to me right now who's listening, and she's just making a look of disgust on her face. <laughs> a, a, a girl, not not an not a, okay. All right, well, I'm not a girl. Who it is? A right. girl. Maybe okay. maybe she's only on the fourteenth wave of feminism. Yeah, we're on like the twenty fifth over here. So yeah, that's uh, also problematic. But culturally, well, yeah, it's hard to keep track. Um, yeah, we should probably end this. I mean, it's a pretty good You're mansplaining. You're mansplaining. I'm mansplaining <laughs> feminism <laughs> to three other men and also possibly your wife. <laughs> is it going over well? Yeah, all right. It's actually, right. that is a really good test of how well it's going, is if, like, one of us has the podcast on speakerphone and is just playing it for a woman. And, like, <laughs> He just asked, like, what's her face look like? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, is she, like, laughing angry, or does she seem really angry? Why the hell is Mikhail trying to broadcast this on speakerphone is the real question. Um, can He's... we get to some other stuff on the, on the outline? There's so much. I mean, it's actually, like, incredible that our episode's almost over and we haven't gotten to, uh, I mean, there's so much. Oh, god damn it. I think Mikhail just hung up. Okay. Yeah, That's he... fine. Yeah, it is. Um, all right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, if he calls me back, it's I'm ending this episode. I'm just calling it right now, and we'll just uh, we'll just have to get to this outline next week because there's a lot of great stuff on this outline. Dave, do you want to move? On? Uh, why don't you Why don't you take us through the next uh, next couple steps? Well, the thing that I'm really interested in talking about is not really the next step. I guess I'll I'll, I'll briefly um, because I did go into uh, go down a a, a William sister rabbit hole. Um, this week and just just sort of marveling at how amazing uh, the careers of, of Venus and Serena have been. Um, now we're broadcasting this on Saturday at what, like 2.30 uh, Pacific 
standard time. So I don't know actually if the women's uh, finals has happened yet. I bet it's I bet it's happened already. <laughs> but uh, since we don't know what happened, I'm just going to say that Venus Williams is in the finals at Wimbledon, and if she wins, it would be her sixth win at Wimbledon. Which is fucking incredible. Um, um, she lost. And... She lost. God damn it! All right. <laughs> who, who who won? Uh, the person who is playing her. Gar 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 Garbine Muraguza. Oh, Dave has to pronounce it. Garbine Muguruza. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Garbine Garbine Muguruza thumps Venus Williams for title. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, in tennis years, like Venus Williams is getting up there in age, so I guess it's that's not totally surprising. Do you but think, what like blew my mind? Go ahead. Do you think? I could beat Garbine Muguruza at tennis. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna ding that one. Sounds problematic. One, okay. um, But what's what's Three. amazing to me Four. is that um, yes, Simon McEnroe over here um, is uh, Serena. So Venus is number two now in all-time tennis winnings at thirty-six and a half million dollars. Serena is number one in all-time tennis winnings at eighty-four million dollars. Like way more than double. So wow. that's, that's fucking incredible. Why? How? Um, how? How can that be? I mean, because Serena—it just speaks to how completely dominant. I mean, I think there's a case that Serena Williams is the most dominant athlete in any sport of all time. Um, the way that she's dominated women's tennis for the past whatever it is, like you know, 12, 13 years—it's totally incredible. Wow. She was ranked number one in the world for 186 straight weeks once. Uh, and during her career has been ranked number one for a total of 319 weeks, which is over six years. <laughs> Just absolutely incredible. Um, she has 23 singles uh, Grand Slam titles, which is the Open Era record, and has 39 Grand Slams, including doubles, which is also a record. Um, just really incredible stuff. And the only reason she's not in Wimbledon right now is because she's pregnant. Um, so she sat this one out. But... Uh, but yeah, I just uh, I just wanted to marvel and, and take a second to just honor uh, the Williams sisters who aren't probably aren't talked about um, enough um, because they're female and because they're black, but maybe like certainly are the most dominant um, like sibling duo in any sport in history, and possibly Serena is like the greatest athlete like period. Really incredible. Yeah, we didn't really watch. We we thought about watching some Wimbledon, and we didn't. But maybe we should all commit to like watching some YouTube clips of the Williams sisters for next week. Yeah, maybe. I was just gonna say. I mean, I feel like they're not talked about a lot on this podcast because uh, tennis confuses us, and we don't watch it. Right. Yeah, we don't really talk about tennis. Yeah, Yeah, not so much. But which is which is fine. But um, I'm just putting it out there. I think there's a case that Serena Williams is the most dominant athlete in any sport. Um, The next. The next thing on on the on the, on the outline is just sort of a, a trifling matter, but I think it's pretty hilarious that Lonzo Ball, who has his own sneaker line, wore Nikes, <laughs> wore Kobe Bryant's Nikes um, last week, and in that game had his best game as a professional, scored 36 points and had 11 assists. Um, and LeBron was courtside and then trolled him on Instagram afterwards and just posted, "Just do it," which um, is um. pretty 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 funny. I watched, I think I watched that game, actually. Uh, yeah, so Lonzo Ball's getting a lot better in Summer League. Uh, my prediction yeah. that his career was over um, might not have been, to- might have been a little uh, hasty. Um, 
because I a little premature. Yeah, yeah, because I watched that game like the day after we recorded last week, and I was like, oh, actually, he's he's scoring a lot of baskets. Um, yeah, that's actually pretty impressive. So now yeah. I don't now I don't know what to feel. Um, yeah, what, I it, mean, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, um, yeah, I think that's it. I was gonna I actually I was gonna move to the next thing on the outline because I'm curious about it. I mean, he's super exciting. Um, just I think what what really makes him special and what everyone's been talking about, and you could see it in any highlight reel, um, are his outlet passes. So he grabs a defensive rebound, and the other players on his team know immediately that if Lonzo's under the hoop and he's about to grab a defensive rebound, just start running, and Lonzo will hit you. And really, um, he can hit anyone with complete accuracy, like anywhere on the basketball court. So he could be on the other side of the court and just throw a football pass, really, to, to, to the other side. And if you're running, he's just going to hit you. Well, so the crazy, yeah. yeah. I mean, the I would crazy say the thing problem, about that. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Yeah. I was going to say the crazy thing about that is that uh, it's like very rare in sports that somebody shows up who can do a thing inside of that sport that no one had thought of doing before. Right. So, like that idea that you could have a point guard who gets rebounds and just like football passes the 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 ball like to the other end of the court. Like no, it. I don't know. It, either it never occurred to people, or no one had the specific like skill set that he has, or. Or maybe a, like a, a combination of both. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's like some players who can kind of do it. Actually, Kevin Love um, can kind of do that. Um, it's just that I mean, it, it probably not not with the same level of, level of accuracy, and you know, also his he's not the leader of his team, so his teammates aren't like totally on board with Kevin Love. So they're not just gonna be running every time Kevin Love's under the hoop. Right. I think Jason Kidd had a little bit of that, but there's no oh, one yeah. currently in the NBA who does that. Like certainly James Harden. Uh, who led the league in assists does not do that. He grabs a rebound and he he runs down the court with the ball himself. Right. Um, they, because they say like, there's no other point guard um, who is who is as selfless as Lonzo. So Lonzo doesn't really care if he ends up getting credit for the assist. He's just going to throw that outlet pass because he likes doing it. Well, it's and, definitely the dream. The dream of the new NBA for sure is like on a defensive rebound to have nobody running back to the ball, to have everybody right. running out, and then. So like yeah, the, the dream is just to have a like big point guards who can rebound and then they have the ball already, or b like big men who can throw those outlet passes and Lonzo Ball is sort of both of them. The other one that is going to be like that is Ben Simmons. So I was about had, to say, speaking of big point guards, you, you guys yeah. have one over there in Philadelphia. You want to talk a little bit about this? I mean, I think you had a, a good question on the the outline about whether or not anyone in Philly is nervous that we have all this excitement, but we have three guys that haven't really played yet. I think I think the and answer is yeah. Like we're definitely nervous. Um, and then when when Fultz sprained his ankle last week, it seemed like it seemed like that was an, inevi- an inevitable outcome of uh, of the summer league that like somebody was going to get hurt in some way. Why aren't um, Embiid and Simmons playing in summer league? I think it's it's like an Occam's razor situation. I think that like the simplest explanation is that the idea of them getting hurt again in summer league is so horrifying. It's also like summer league yeah. it seems like a really dangerous thing like it's almost just a pickup game, you know, like there's right. no set offense. You have a lot of guys that are all elbows and kneecaps that like aren't going to be in the league and it's sort of like why would you subject these like incredible young talents um and from manage a uh, management standpoint like why why would you take these guys who you're going to be paying like 150 200 million dollars to and like risk right. them blowing out a knee because some idiot puts puts his foot under your foot. You know, it just seems like what's the what's the upside? I even honestly, I haven't heard anyone even talking about like why why won't Simmons play? Embiid, I don't think you would expect Embiid to play 
right. at this point, even if he hadn't been hurt. But Simmons, certainly, like everybody just wants to see him play. Um, but nobody has, I haven't heard any Sixers fans complaining. Um, so, so what's the intel on both these guys? Because my questions are, A, is, is Simmons healthy? And B, uh, is Embiid actually, are, is it even on the table that he's going to play like a full season and that, that, that he's healthy enough, his legs are okay? Like, what was his injury and, 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 and where is he at with that? And also Simmons, what's, his, what's the update? Is he, is he healthy now? Right. Well, that question is way too professional for this podcast, but I can take a stab at it. Um, I think for Embiid, it was a knee. And my understanding, he's still going to have a minutes restriction. And I don't think he'll play back-to-back nights. Wow. Um, so is that and, for life? Like, is it just... No, I think that's just until until further notice. So I think, like, at the start of the season, I, like, I don't think you're going to see Embiid playing, you know, 35 minutes or even 30 minutes. Um, and I don't think you'll see him playing on the, like the second second night of a back-to-back. But what injury is this? When did he sustain that? It's the knee injury that he got. Um, I think it's actually a separate knee injury from the first really bad one that cost him the whole first year. Um, this was one that he got like in a game uh, back in, when was that? Like January, I think. Oh, uh, the, during the season. Yeah, because they had that really remember that really exciting run they had when they were doing the raise the cat stuff and like they I don't know they won like ten games in January or something which is more games so, than they won the whole year before. So for all intents purposes, he was healthy like at some point during this season. He was well. That's also sort of like a matter of some of some debate because he was healthy enough to play in a limited capacity this past mm-hmm. January. Then it he busted his. Me. Yeah, it's, it's like if this guy gets a knee injury every year. I mean, at what point is he going to be able to like play a full season plus playoffs and not get one? Well, I mean, that's like it's the beautiful it's the beautiful gamble. <laughs> it seems unlikely. Like there's no evidence to suggest that he will. It's so sad because isn't he? I mean, his talents are like, I mean, superstar level, right? Like, like he could be yeah. the best player in the league, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like Olajuwon level. Um, Unbelievable, and, then, and like he's shooting threes now too, which is just crazy. And then on top of that. Then they've got Ben Simmons, who is supposed to be like LeBron level. So what's so what's the deal with with, uh, with Ben Simmons? What's his, uh, I think status? he's fine. Like I think he's fine, and I think they just said there's no reason for him to play in the summer league. But um, yeah, there, I mean there was a picture of him like training or playing with LeBron just last week, I think, on Instagram. So he's like Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah. They train. They've always, I guess, like since Ben Simmons was in high school, they've always trained together. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, oh, man. It's the one like, thing I'm people just... were upset about is that there was a there was like a short Instagram video of Ben Simmons in those little like flip flop slider things that we talk about sometimes in the podcast, just like shooting around without proper footwear on. And so that was like that was like a week of Philadelphia sports talk radio, um, like worry and gossip and anger that like, why can't he put shoes on? <laughs> I mean, this thing, though, you look at these three guys and if Markel Fultz is really, you know, even just. Even even anywhere near, you know, what what they say that he could be. I mean, they, they're saying that what Marco Fultz could be like a Harden or a Westbrook type type talent. I think so. Yeah, or a um, who were they saying? Yeah, maybe like a Harden. But I don't think he's quite as big as James Harden. Um, right. But just in terms of like uh, from the little bit I've seen in the summer league, like he just gets in the paint whenever he wants. Uh, so. That's like a real. That's a real force in the NBA. Like if you have a guy who has the ball and can go anywhere, uh, that just totally fucks up defenses. And then if you have you have Embiid who can do things that no other big guy can do, so you really can't like you can't defend him properly. 
Um, and I don't think Ben Simmons will ever be quite like the offensive force as the other two if things pan out really? the way they are supposed to. You mean to. just yeah. like won't be the scorer? But I mean, the guy could pass like as well as anything. Yeah, not right? not the scorer, I mean. Yeah, like I don't think he'll be... If you had to choose between like who you try to shut down offensively, I think it would be Embiid. Um, because Simmons doesn't have much of a shot. Is but the, if Fultz is James Harden, I mean, you've got Olajuwon... Harden, and then you've got like a six foot ten Jason Kidd, basically, or something like right. that. And no, I love this way of thinking about the NBA, right? Where it's like these guys already just become—they <laughs> already mean, can become you, like Hall of Famers. I mean, can you imagine Jason Kidd at six foot ten playing with Hakeem Olajuwon and James Harden? I, like yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. It seems realistic that that, that that's that, that something. You know, even if it's like a B level version of that, that's a championship team. Like even if it's like a second tier version of those of those archetypes. I mean, when they drafted Fultz, it did feel like there was a among like my Sixers friend, uh, fans who are friends. Um, it did feel kind of like Christmas, or it felt like we had won the lottery or something. Like we had this. There was like a magical thing that was afoot. I just feel like the big question mark that hovers is whether Embiid, because if if without you take Embiid out of the equation. And, you know, it's like a probably like a, you know, it's like a three or four seed potentially in the East, but probably don't make the finals. Or if they do, it's a sweep against a team like, you know, the Golden State or current the new Rockets or whatever. Sure, sure. Well, all right, you two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was some good uninterrupted NBA hoops nerd. Uh, it was just a flare so excited up. about the 76ers. Sorry. I just, I'm so excited that you are. Yeah, no, it's going to be so much fun. I'm going to watch every game next season. <laughs> awesome. Before we close out, I just want to ask real quick. So what is the advantage of having your, you know, having athletes play in the summer league? Is it just for players like Lonzo Ball who have like an incipient talent where they can hit any player at any point with the ball, but they can't throw it in a way that the players can catch? It just hits them on their thighs and bounces uselessly away. Um, And they're teaching him to throw the passes like a few feet higher so he gets used to it before real games. Or is it more like just getting people just a warm-up that's like kind of just to keep the fans entertained it's really just for like for young players so you won't i don't think it's for like young players and guys who teams are taking a look at to maybe put on their um g league team um but you won't ever see a player of note in the summer league you'll see rookies and and guys who are hoping to be like the you know the 10th man on a team somewhere but Lonzo, it's a higher level of of competition than, than college, but probably not by that much than like the final four teams. Well, and, the court- and it doesn't last long. It's over, right? Isn't it already? I think it's over, or it's I close it's to over. over. Yeah. Um, so. Did anyone see that Mikel just? Well, let's wrap it up because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to say this on the air. Uh, <laughs> it's just. It's just. It's just not. No. All right. That's I, uh, too sad. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, I think we got into some real sports stuff. Mike, did you want to do the Mikel thing and cut me off while I was trying to end the episode? Uh, no, I was going to say home run. Make room for sports! Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports.